Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Brian Austin Green. I'm Shauna Burgess. And I'm Randy Spelling. And you are listening to Oldish, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Oldish. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. What a crazy week. Oh, you're in it, Brian. You're Tell in us it. What's well, going on? I I'm mean, in it. Just your shot right now around you describes it. You're in your laundry room. Let's explain these shots. Okay. So, Sharna in the living room, stockings behind you. It's very festive looking. Yeah. All put together. Randy, you have that nice, calm room that we're used to seeing every week. I am in the laundry room where I I have been installing new cabinets, painting them. Our powder room downstairs is being painted. Our kitchen is being painted and redone because we have a holiday party. And one of my presents for Charna was getting things done that she uh, that she really wanted and couldn't stand. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so so good. Um, How much yeah. is on that list, Sharna? There's a couple things, but honestly, he's ticked off one of the, the big, uh, probably the biggest, which was the kitchen. And uh, so he revealed my early Christmas present to me, what, about a week and a half ago now? Right. It was, it's was. it been two weeks of painting. Yeah. Suddenly our paint crew was on our front doorstep, the guys that did the rest of our home. And I was like, hi. And Bri was like, that's Merry Christmas, baby. We're doing the kitchen. And it, it made me emotional because he just, <laughs> he gets me. It was like, every time I walk in that kitchen, I was like, oh, it's like a freaking renovation project. Do you know so, what I mean? So we the just- thing is we moved into this house and we repainted the entire interior of the house, every room, except for the kitchen, because the kitchen is a major job. All the cabinets, the walls, yeah, we were doing a different the ceiling. Color. 
there was there was crown molding in the in the room that we didn't want in there. There were a bunch of things. And I knew it was going to be the biggest project. Like these painters, when they got in and they did the rest of the house, they could do a room completely from start to finish in a day. So they just sort of like went all the way around the house and and did all of that. Um, but I knew the kitchen was going to take a while. Uh, so it's been two weeks. It was a lot of prepping. They have to sand everything down. They have to take all the the hinges and the um, the hardware off the doors. They have to take all the cabinet fronts off. It's a whole, it's a whole big thing. It's a thing. whole thing. It's oh. a whole thing. Here I was, I was like, baby, let's just do it as yeah. I yeah. Was she like, was like, Oh, we can do it. we can do it over a weekend. It's like, no, no, no. I've <laughs> tried painting a kitchen before and it's, you lose interest, like, you know, halfway into it, not, not e- even a quarter halfway. of the way, a yeah. quarter of the way into it. You're like, ah, this is too much. So, <laughs> so we um, have a whole paint crew of like five guys here and it's, we're still in week two of it being painted. So I had absolutely no idea of how big of a job it was. It's a lot, yeah. you know, ripping, ripping stuff off of walls. We had a lot of things that then had to be prepped holes that had to be filled in yeah mm-hmm. things that had to be sanded and ready to go uh to look nice so but it's unreal and i will be Amazing. revealing it on my instagram for yeah. sure because take some take some pictures of it because i'm sure. so excited to share it so yeah but it's really really cool am i correct in assuming that brian you didn't surprise her with colors sharna already no that out together no he was like baby you choose yeah we have an interior uh decorator this woman uh mariah o'brien who's amazing and um she came over the morning that the painter showed up and she had her big sort of booklet of uh paint colors and swatches and we had talked about some different cabinet colors before um but I really had a sense of like, no, I think something different is going to happen. And it did. And what's funny is we ended up with a color that's very close to a color that Sharna and I had picked out a long time ago when she was talking about uh, painting it. So I left them in the kitchen and I was like, Hey, this is you pick out the colors. You do this stuff. Like I don't want to be involved in this at all because otherwise I tend to be a bit more hands-on and and a control freak with stuff like that. And I didn't want to, it was Sharna's present. (laughs) <laughs> and Sharna, were you okay with that? With were what? Were you okay with picking in the moment? Like, surprise, painters are here. Merry Christmas. Go in the kitchen and pick a well, color. To be, to be fair, when they came in, we had thought we'd already discussed what we were going to do. As Bryce said, yeah. something different happened. We thought we were going to go for a black and white kitchen because I love black kitchens. Mm-hmm. And as Mariah was standing there and we're holding up these paint samples, to you know, next to our cabinets and the countertops and all the colors that come in with sunlight, and it was like it doesn't feel right, you know? And I instinctively was just feeling resistance towards saying, yes, let's do it. And so we started to go through other darker colors because Mariah was picking up on on the feels and she pulled out this green and it just felt right instantly. I looked at it. We put it next to these countertops, which previously I couldn't stand the countertops, but now because they're like a, a marble or, or is it marble or granite? Yeah, they're, maybe? they're marble. Marble, but I didn't like the colors that were in them. And now they're really we, dark. They they looked black before. Right. But now with this paint color, this deep, deep green that we've gone, it brings out like beautiful greens in mm. the marble. So it's really amazing. And yeah, I was thrilled. It's the best present he could have gotten me, honestly. <laughs> thrilled. Brian for the win. Brian for the win. win. What's yeah. it's such an oldish thing. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I know, right? Like, cabinets, yeah, you know, that's paint. that's what we're doing. We're repainting and, and doing cabinets for yeah. you know, Merry Christmas. 
Yeah. But that, you know, I mean, happy holidays. I'm sure there are plenty of people who would be floored to get new cabinet colors, new paint, because it mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. I mean, to go into a room and just place furniture differently, much less you, you, you lighten up the walls or you darken up or you freshen everything up and it just has a completely different feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's really nice to do these presents for each other. You know, it's for Bri's 50th birthday, it was getting him the tool shed and the, the things that feel good in the home. And it doesn't mean that sometimes you still want presents that are just items of luxury for fun. I think you balance it out, but it's really cool that we're building this together and with our vision and putting things into our home that we love. And it feels really good. It's a good Christmas. <laughs> so far. Amazing. I, I'm I'm laughing to myself thinking about having Nicole Lappin on last time mm -hmm. and talking about these things and how all of that fits in, right? Just yeah. the whole holiday. Cause it it is so much fun to give and to do for people and to see the reaction. I mean, growing up, that was something that was instilled in me because my both my father and my mother were were gift givers and they really went out of their way to find the thing that was going to be the biggest surprise or a, a, a big wow factor. So I think, you know, early on, I saw that as a love language as, oh, you, you do something that is romantic or something that someone isn't expecting, or they're just going to have this huge reaction. And yeah, I I don't think I ever let that go. There's always that piece of me that 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 wants that because it's so fun to see someone's face in that moment. Mm -hmm. the best. I get that. I love giving gifts. It's not necessarily one of my love languages, but definitely around holiday times. I even put pressure on myself a bit to find the perfect gift for people and that can be stressful, but I because I love seeing them freak out about how much they love it. You know, Sharna loves getting gifts though. Also. Oh yeah. She loves a gift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she <laughs> loves a gift. She, she has to refer she's to herself third in third yeah, person. Yeah. Cause she, she likes yeah. it. So she, she loves gifts and she's terrible with surprises. She like, if you try and surprise her, she, and she knows something's coming, she will do everything within her power to figure out what it is. That All is the questions. Coming I'm like a yeah, five-year-old. Yeah. She's yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's wait. It's a nightmare in a fun way or in a, in a sort of anxious, I need to know, you need to tell me. I need no, to in a fun way. way. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's definitely not anxious. It's a curiosity. Like I just, I just want to know what it is, but it doesn't stress me out not knowing what it is. It's just, it's almost a game to see if I can. She's giddy. She's like a little is, kid, you know? like, you know, that wants to pick up the box and shake it just oh, to hear cute. what's inside of it. Yeah. yeah it's that's, it's that's, super cute. Yeah. Well, I ask because I know people who literally hate surprises. They they feel in some way attacked by this. I know this sounds funny, but there are some people out there that really, uh, maybe they're very controlling, they need to know, but surprises for them are awful. Yeah, I know. I'm not. That's that. crazy to me. Love I mean, surprise. that's. Yeah, what is that? What does that come from usually? Yeah, is that why? is that some what sort of like childhood trauma that you hear about? Or a surprise went bad? What is that? I think so. Probably one or all of the above is is needing control. And if there's mm. surprise, then maybe they feel they have to react a certain way. Maybe they don't want to the pressure. Not know what's coming, right? So it's I'd mm. rather know 
versus not know. And then because cause surprises, there is a pressure element, right? It's like yeah. the engagement, it's a surprise. And then right. how do you react? Or if someone gets you a gift, how do you react to that? There is right. an element of pressure, like you said, Brian. Totally. Interesting. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure with gift giving. I will say that. And on yeah. the receiving, I've never experienced. Although sometimes, like every now and then, if you ever received a present, you're like, oh, it's so great. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to use this. Oh, my God. You know, and you you certainly. So I feel that if that's a, a feeling or a situation that um, creates anxiety for you, I can see how gift giving would be uncomfortable. Um, because it is awkward if someone gives you something and you don't know what to do with it or, or if you like it or not, I'm always just to say thank you for, because it's the right. thought that counts, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think there's always gratitude to be found, but that's a, I think that's a skill that you build <laughs> throughout life. Like you start right. young yes. and you receive things and you, you may not like them and you're not sure how to react. And then you start as you as you get older, you start realizing like, how about oh, I just kids? have to be just have about, to have gratitude. How about kids at Christmas when they haven't oh. learned that yet, and they're right. like, just whatever. No, I don't care. Oh, I don't. I'll never use that. Or what, what a journey! Our seven year old looks oh, under the God. tree and he'll literally go, "Okay, so then are more presents going to come? Because like yeah. he's counted yeah, yeah, them yeah. all and he's found the ones that have his name on them, and there's only six. And so yeah. he's like, you know, where are there's more coming, right? And it's like, yeah. Kids. Right. I had more on my list. <laughs> right. more, yeah, this is not everything. And I didn't ask for this. Right. And then Bodhi got that. It's really, oh. and having multiple kids it's at tough. Christmas. It's yeah, hard, it's, man. It's tough because they get competitive over what you start counting, like how many gifts have I gotten for this child compared to this one? But like now Noah is older. So uh, the gifts for Noah are way more expensive than they are for Bodhi and Journey. So it's like, okay, your one gift is equal to like four of theirs, but then kids right. don't care. They just, they just want to know like, why did I only get two? And right. you know, then the other one got six. <laughs> it's like, because your two were the price of this house. <laughs> like that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Wait, you know, let me, let me ask you this. Do you have to deal with the, the fairness because I have two girls and they're fairly close in age. They're about a year and a half apart. And so much of the time, especially younger, they're calculating and keeping score of everything. To make sure everything is fair. It's that's yeah. a, Fair is an interesting concept that you learn in life because when you're young, it's like, oh, fair, it's tit for tat. Like it's very sort of surface and easy. There's yeah. not a deep, there's not a deep thought that goes into it. So it, you know, it is fair. Like, oh, if, if he got three gifts, then I want three gifts. That's mm-hmm. fair. And it's yeah. like, like I said, unless your, your gifts were three times as much money as the gifts that the other, that the other kid wanted, then yeah. it's, you know, that, how do you regulate fair at that point? That's a tough. It's something we're actually coming up against more and more, right? Yeah. Now that also their tastes are different. So they want different things or it, it is beyond even gifts. It's even sleepovers. Two of our kids had sleepovers last weekend and one of them didn't. And they were really upset that they didn't get to have a sleepover. They felt that was unfair. They all got to have sleepovers. You know, but like, those well, sleepovers seven, were birthday so. parties, you know, yeah. and I tried to explain that baby that they were at birthday parties, you know, so they're with their friends and it was um, just a conversation of trying to explain fairness. Uh, and how did you do that? I'm curious about this. 
Well, we've been having conversations about, like, when we come to sleepovers, we've been having conversations about sleepovers. What what we did a lot of too, done is set uh, age age levels for things with the kids. So when you know when Journey comes up on something and he wants the same thing, it's like, well, Bodie is nine, Noah's eleven, you're only seven. So let's talk about what you want to do. Maybe when you're nine, like that, you know, when you're Bodie's age, that's, Mm -hmm. that becomes more appropriate. It's kind Mm -hmm. of setting, setting those appropriate levels and it's hard, but then at the same time, I think it kind of gives them something to look forward to in a, in a strange way. Right. Mm -hmm. But the fairness thing, we're still working on Randy. Fairness is tough, (laughs) man. It it is tough for sure. It's a work in progress. Yeah. What do you, what do you do with your girls? Yeah. What do you do? (sighs) So I think we're somewhat responsible also for the fairness in that I remember so much of the time trying to instill fairness in them. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, let's be fair. She had this, you, you know, right. so I've said this in a way that hopefully brings them together and works and teaches empathy and gets them to look at the fairness of a situation. But it works against you. It's then they turned it on me. Right. Right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, they're so smart. Yeah. They turn Kids it on me do like, that. this isn't fair. And right. at some point I thought- And you're like, who said anything about fair? <laughs> like, you right, did. Exactly. <laughs> well, you do all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, we're dealing with this- in the sleepover thing is something that's happening this weekend and we're mm-hmm. having to navigate that right and who gets more plans with friends and what i have started saying is that it's not going to be fair <laughs> i've just no. gone the other way right okay i've instilled fairness in you but now you're not now you have to understand. i know i'm i'm right. i'm contradicting myself right. i'm being a, a bit contrarian here but the thing is now they're at the age, like we've built the foundation, maybe, I don't know if this is right, but maybe they can also see that things in life aren't going to be equal. Fairness right. is something, but equal is is almost impossible. If you say, I want the same exact cookie size as the cookie size that they got, how are you going to compare that? You're eyeballing right. it. But if we really take the cookie and measure and start to look at crumbs, you're sitting there and picking crumbs and right. you know, sort of dividing them. So I think looking at it in a way of it's not going to be fair. Let's stop keeping score and start to look at being happy for them. That's being great that they get to go can. with their right. friends. Mm. And I'm feeling like I need more playdates or I would like to play with my friends more. Then that's a conversation that we can handle, but I would like for them to come to us and talk about this, say what's going on for them, not just use it's not fair because that goes into the same category as comparison. And we do that as adults. We're like, well, that's not fair. They're going on this vacation. That's not fair. They're making this amount of money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah, yeah, it's such a complicated thing trying to find that line of when you start to, again, stranger danger is something that I love in Zane, right? And then sometimes you feel bad that you're like, oh, he won't give you a hug. I'm so sorry. But right. I, I, right. Yeah, he doesn't I, even have... want to acknowledge that you're in the room. Like he, yeah. he latches onto your shoulder and he's looking the other way, Yeah, but it's not because you did anything wrong. It's, it's like, you're trying to explain those things to people sometimes. 
the 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 it fair and equal it's, thing uh, is it's not cut and dry. Is a great conversation to have because life isn't like what we think is fair, you know. And I think it's God. I'm I'm learning it through this conversation and and as I am in parenthood now in how to teach kids how to navigate the adult world. Not set them up with such the these rules as kids that you make so absolute and then they mm-hmm. don't work when they're adults and then you have to undo these things or undo yes. these belief systems. How do you do that more smoothly? It's, yeah, it's um, tough. <laughs> Can we put that on the Santa list? <laughs> please. Smoother yeah. transitions, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please. An instruction Santa. manual. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, I know they say kids don't come with them, but Santa, if you could, that would be amazing. You're writing yeah. it as you go. I mean, I guess the instruction manual is different for each family. And you all are writing it literally as you go, as you grow, as yeah. you realize, evolve, and change. You get to update the instruction manual that you have either had. Or you're like, hey, wait, let's revisit this. This needs you have to be flexible right? with it. Yeah, you ha- you like you you really have to be flexible with thoughts and rules and ways of dealing with things with kids because they're it, they're constantly changing and they're constantly evolving, and you have to be in it and you're kind of figuring it out on the fly it seems Mm -hmm. you know things come up and you're like oh god that's a good question interesting Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I know I'm jumping around here, but I'm I'm just looking at the laundry room and the cabinets yes. and I'm looking yeah. at Sharna's beautiful setup with, I, I just feel like you need a hot cup of cocoa or something there. I have a sugar birch candle yeah. in my laundry room. Okay. Is it helping it smell nice, baby? It's very festive. Yeah. It feels very Christmassy in here. It Are you playing Christmas good. carols with that candle? <laughs> we have had Christmas carols in the house. I actually just turned the speaker so. off. Yeah. I had I had Christmas music playing in here while I was painting. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> so. really nice. Like I love having Christmas music yeah. playing it in is. the house. It's yeah. kind of it's a it's a fun thing. Like at the point in the year when you switch over to the the holiday radio stations, you start going, Oh, it it just it changes the mood in the house that it raises the level of calm and of excitement and it it just changes the things around you you have these old christmas songs that you hear every single year i think that's something to it also they're they bring up that sense of this is what the holidays mean to me oh i I hear these songs every single year like you you see those colors every single year you smell a christmas tree every single year Mm -hmm. they're those things that become sort of the regulars in your life and you only get them one time a year. So it's exciting when you get to that, uh, to that point, you know, to that time of year, the weather changes, um, the music changes, the colors change, the smells change, the really nice. ugly holiday sweaters all come out. They all <laughs> come out everywhere. Oh, yeah. right? they come I out. bought a couple for Zane, although they're not ugly. They're very cute. The, the pumpkin eggnog gingerbread oh. comes in. All the things. So the question is, are you going to have Christmas music at this holiday party that you guys are having, which no. I can't come to. I Thank you know. for the invite. I'm bummed. You should be bummed. We're, I'm super disappointed that you're not going to be there. Can right. I blame it on the airlines? Flights are you sold can't. out. Flights are sold out. Fine. You sold can out. say that. Well, can't. I'm really excited about the Christmas party. And um, we probably will have a little bit of Christmas music. A but buddy a friend of mine of is going to DJ it. Yeah. So Super we'll be doing excellent. like '90s hip hop and good vibes. My buddy Tony Stewart, who is uh, he's Tony he's a, Stewart. Tony That's Stewart, you you knew Tony back when yeah. I was doing clubs. He was DJing yeah. those clubs, so he's been a friend of mine since then, a uh, lifelong friend. And he, um, every once in a while, I'll do these like sort of 
little iterations of like dancing kind of things or like like a supper club like a supper club thing like get togethers with good music and drinks an amazing restaurant you have like two hours of sort of these cool kind of rare groove sort of beats while you're eating and then he would come on with the dance music so Shar and i were talking a, a few weeks ago and we were like god I, wouldn't it be great if like tony could you know dj it but we want to invite him. So we don't want him to come here and have to work. Right. So maybe we'll just get like yeah. a playlist or something from him. And then we'll play that on Sono speakers. And randomly Tony texted me like four days ago. And he was like, Hey, so would you mind if I DJ'd your event? I was like, no, like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the craziest Please. thing ever. Yeah. Universe, you know, bringing in, bringing in what you, uh, what you asked for. Wait, you just struck up a, a random thought that I'm going to insert here about the universe and how it's, oh, Randy, you know how we talk about, and it was our very first episode and you said the universe is always working in your favor. Yeah. Right. So the other day I was supposed to take Zane to swimming lessons and we've got this Christmas party coming up. This story. Everyone's invited. Everything's organized. So I was supposed to take Zane to swimming lessons and his Jeep was pulled out of the garage and it was right behind my car. So I couldn't get out of my parking spot where I was to take Zane to swimming lessons. And at the time it was like, so frustrating, not mad about it, but, um, and I'd randomly decided the day before to not go to swimming lessons for whatever reason we canceled. Um, anyway, I couldn't move the Jeep out of the way because, uh, the starter or something on it isn't working and I've fully forgotten how to drive stick. So that's also another thing. I find out a couple hours later that our swimming coach, uh, and her son have got COVID. And so thank God we didn't go. Cause even though we've had COVID before and didn't, you know, it, it was barely a sniffle, we'd have to cancel the holiday party right. because it would be only right. in a few days. I was like, Thank you, universe. I text like so. The, so the day the before, chat. she randomly canceled on her own. Randomly, and this day she couldn't make it because my jeep was blocking her in. Yeah, thank, so thank God she wasn't there either day. She would have, she and and our son would have been dealing with COVID. So yeah, and amazing. probably the rest of our family because yeah. it's like when when one gets it, right. you know, it's like dominoes. Yeah, um, so I loved that. I wanted to bring that in. The universe is always working in your favor, even when it seems frustrating or like um, uh, inconvenient. It actually is for a reason. But planning a holiday party is stressful, Randy. I've not done this before. I planned Brian's 50th birthday, but planning a holiday party, it's um, and for like such a big group of people, yeah. it's, it's stressful and doing guest lists. Is it stressful. gets in the way of the holiday a little bit. Like it's kind of, I, i like we, Sharon and I were, were talking earlier because we haven't decorated the tree. We have the tree up, but we haven't decorated it yet. And it's like, there is who has time to it. decorate? Three like we can't, you know, <laughs> we've got all this stuff to do. Like we'll, we'll, you know, it's only going to take us 45 minutes to decorate one day. So like, we'll get to it. Let's mm. continue doing the things we're doing, but it's, it's hard because you kind of put off some of the things that you would normally do. Um, yeah. This is an appetizer. This isn't a moose bouche to the real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, this is just training to get you to go, Oh, this is what it's like planning a large party. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not planning a wedding. Is that what you're leaning, <laughs> no. leaning towards? I know no, you've said that not. even Hell if no. you're not I'm planning, wedding the, planner. but yeah. even if you're not planning the wedding, you're organizing, you're putting together, you're making a thousand decisions, right? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. And it's me doing it this time. I don't have a party planner or anyone helping me with it, which I did have for Brian's birthday party. But what I was are you like, trying to like poo poo on planning weddings, Randy? 
No, yeah. I'm not trying. Going on right no, now. No, I think I'm it takes saying, a very in, in holiday spirit. This is not. You, I'm. I'm. I think I'm planning. Questioning your. It, it's a bit bah humbug of you. I think planning parties <laughs> is like a very special set of skills. Like you know, it, it is a special. It, ta- it is it a is. special set. It is, and I'm not being Scrooge here. I, <laughs> the idea is that you said like it kind of gets in the way totally yeah. of Christmas, yeah. and I think unfortunately sometimes the wedding planning. party, the festivities get in the way of the meaning of the day and the specialness. So yeah. it's really, it's a delicate balance of how do you do this? How do you take on responsibility and details, but keep front and center the way that you actually want to spend the time leading up to it and the time of the event, because it quickly can get overshadowed. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't found that balance um, yet. <laughs> I'm still working on it. It feels all-consuming, not because I physically have to do so many things, but just like mentally. The, yeah. You know, going through different quotes because we're having a bar set up and a bartender come in. Casamigos is providing us with all the tequila, which is wonderful. But where I'm planning and setting up the bar this time, what food am I going to leave out? Because of, you know, I don't want anyone working the kitchen. So what food works to just be placed all around our kitchen for people to snack on throughout the day? And then honestly, the mental stress of planning a guest list. How many oh, yeah. people do I invite? Do I leave that person out? Is it wrong? If is it, is it weird if I only invite these three people? We're continually from that group? adding to it. Also, like we're we're on a daily basis going. Oh my god, I can't. We we forgot about some. And so yeah. And and so then on the list, and we'll send them a send them an invite. And you know, luckily it's there. There's still plenty of time for people to get it together. But mm-hmm. yeah. Party starting at three on Sunday. That's that's a very oldish thing. That yeah, is three, weird. Three, yeah. It's, it's, totally. That's not oldish. I three don't know to six thirty. Right. Yeah. Three to six thirty. Yeah. Be out. Dinner time five thirty every night. I don't understand why you wouldn't. I mean, yeah. Seriously, it's also made me way more present to my obliviousness of responding to a guest list, like the RSVP and how important that is for the person Mm. that's planning it. The amount of evites and invites and whatever I've been sent over the years by friends too, you know what I mean? By not just people that I don't have a connection with, truly people I have a connection with and I've just not responded because it's like, oh, I'll get back to it or I haven't found it important or I'll just text them you know, in some other way, but truly that, that invite list that you do it through whatever service tells you how many people are coming, you know, any extra things you need to get back to. And it's really helpful. And so it makes me, um, uh, think back on that of all the invites, the Thanksgivings and the whatnot that I've just not responded to and how shitty that is, you know, because someone's like, how many plates am I organizing for this Thanksgiving? And then, right. or I've RSVP'd yes. And then something's come up on the day. Like I've been that dick too. You know what I mean? Where it just hasn't felt, and this is years ago, but it didn't seem so important to show up when saying yes. And now when planning a party, it's like, oh no, those things are really important. It's better to just RSVP with whatever your answer is. No, I'm sorry. Yes, I can. And then stick to it. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. Am I, I rambling look- for no reason? It's a lot. It is. It is a lot. And I think a lot of people listening can relate to this, especially around the holidays, the pressure, the pressure of saying yes, the pressure of planning a dinner or a meal, Totally. Yeah. who can eat what the, the pressure of, you know, sometimes there's the whole self-care thing that you hear where it's like, look, if you don't feel like going, 
don't go. pressure yourself to go. But there is an effect of that. I mean, it does, like you said, if it's if it's your party and you're accounting for someone and then they say no, how that affects you. So it is a delicate balance of being respectful, but also there's a there's a follow through. And I guess what I would say is when do you follow through and when is it okay to listen and to yourself and not follow through? Mm, it's a great question. I think there's probably so many factors that go into the decision, right? Like how is it, if it's a wedding different, like that's like a hundred dollars a plate, you know, that's different. If it's a holiday party and there's no sit down meal, also different. I think you'll absolutely should listen to yourself and say, and, and message that person and say, I'm so sorry. I just need to take today for myself or this has come up and just be honest and say that you can't make it case by case basis for sure. Uh, and you know, unfortunate things happen sometimes on the days of weddings and you really can't be there. Uh, but that's a tough one. I've seen that with friends of mine at their weddings and someone's just not showing up or on the day canceled. And that is a really disheartening thing for a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so at your party, mm. yeah. what are you looking forward to? What are you most excited about? So we get it. We got into the Scrooge part of it, but like, what's the, what's the excitement? What's this is new. You don't have a party every year. Why did you decide to do it this year? I'm excited to see everybody. I think it was, I love, so I'm, I've never really been much of a, party throwing kind of guy at home. Like I, I threw a lot of clubs and things like that when I was younger, just because it was like, it's, I would want to throw the place that I would want to go to. And I knew I could safely go to something I was throwing. I had full access to wherever I needed to, to, to get to. But Sharna has really brought in this fun aspect of like, Hey, let's invite your friends and the people that you don't get to see very often, especially now that we're older and it's, we, we all have, um, so many things that we're responsible for. So um, I'm really excited about uh, seeing the people that show up and and watching. We have a really cool group of people that are coming. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see everybody interact and have a good time. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there are a lot of parents coming mm-hmm. that that have kids, and so they are excited about coming and it being it's, it's an, an adults adult only party. So right, they're excited right. about like, oh yeah, let's go. There's going to be an open bar. Like, There's going to be food around. Yeah. You know, Tony's going to be DJing. Um, it's just going to be kind of a fun, easygoing thing. And the reality is it starts at three, but there's no, there's no hard out time. I mean, it's, we, no. we plan on going until, until it's done. And if people sleep on the couch, then we have childcare coming wow. early the next day for yeah. Zane. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, wow. For real. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat 
balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm actually really excited to introduce, and this is a new thing for Bri as well, but games. So I love games. playing games at parties. And yes. I think it's such a fun way for also people that may not know each other to get to know each other. Because right. there is that too. There's like, there's a, a big group of people that do know each other. And then there's, you know, a, a sprinkle here and a sprinkle there of those that mm. haven't met some of these people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really a cool way to break the ice. I've been looking up at some of those videos that we're seeing from Thanksgiving parties where people are like blindfolded trying to put 
um, with spatulas and put things in a bowl. Have you seen the and- one with the marshmallows where they have like a like a bowl and you've got a no. blindfold and you have to use a spatula and try and <laughs> scoop as many marshmallows into a bowl as you can. I've- and there are people that are just scooping air. Like there's air, no- Because they're there's, blindfolded. You can't, and you can't feel the marshmallow. It's so and funny. I- I saw one marshmallow one where everyone at the table had two red solo cups like on each hand and they had Mm -hmm. to pick up marshmallows and put them on a plate and literally no one was picking up marshmallows. I also have the game Code Names, which is a really great group game for everyone to play. It's super fun. Um, charades is great. Running charades is awesome. We have heads up, is fun. Yeah. heads up is fun. But if anyone, like, if you know of any, Randy, if you know of any good games, tell me, cause I'm all about it for this party. Okay. Gosh, I don't, I would have to do some research, but y- <laughs> you have to at least take some videos. So for I sure. can see some of this, yeah. that, that sounds so fun. I think any, anything at a party where you can foster connection with people and, but do it in a way that's playful. Yeah. It, it's a win. Yeah. Right. I think so too. I'm really excited about it. We'll wait till everyone gets a little drunk. That was the thing that I used to love about throwing clubs when I was young was like the, that the music would do that. If you had the right kind right. of music and the right sort of thing, it brought everybody there together. Everybody had a great time together. Yeah. Everyone formed the soul train line. <laughs> yeah. <remember? laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't do much of that. We had circles though. We would we would circles. battle dance in circles. circles. Yeah. I mean, Brian, when we were growing up, Soul Train, I don't know if you watched it, but that was a huge show for me. I I remember Sat was it I was I morning, hosted right? Soul Train. Did you really? I did. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Uh, I hosted it and uh T3 was on. They are they're uh Michael Jackson's T3. I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like they were on album. performing. Amazing. It, was this after yeah. the release of your album? Was it or was it like it might have been it, it might have kind of been around the same time? Interesting. Sometime but around I mean, there. Pe- yeah, people knew people were pretty aware of the fact that I was into hip hop and I was into that culture. So it, yeah. I think it wow. Sense. Okay. So you, you guys are going to have an adult party mm-hmm. starting at three. There is no end. Brian there is saying no end. If, <laughs> if they're on the couch, if they're sleeping on the couch, they're on the couch. The kids are taken care of. People have already called day. and said like, Hey, I have couch dibs space. on the couch. Like it's, yeah, yeah. For, it's a for real thing. The parents yeah. that we know, our friends that are parents are like, oh, it's an adult because every they party we've it. ever had is kids parties and our kids yeah. parties are lit. Like we have Sunday parties throughout the summer with a hundred kids here, not quite a hundred, but like 10 to 15 kids here. It's amazing. Um, but we've never done an adults only one. And they're like, ah, yes. So I'll be taking couch space or I'll be Ubering or whatever yeah. it is. Everyone yeah. is in. Ooh, yeah. I, I can't wait till next episode till we record I this <laughs> and I get to check in with you and say, so how did you feel the next day? Oh my God. <laughs> right I'll wait. Imagine if we were recording the next day. I have, I Oof. predict a hangover at this point. I'm not aiming for one at all, uh, but I feel like it's just going to be such a good time. Jesus. that we. I get, do. I get hangover sometimes just after like a drink and a half. Or two. Like, I because am, we don't I am such a lightweight at this point. It's, it's yeah. terrible. If I drink a glass of wine, I'm done. Bray has half a drink. He'll take Advil for precautions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I take. <laughs> that is for sure an oldish thing because yeah. back, you know, when you were like late teen, well, depending on when you started drinking, but teenage, late teenage 20s, yeah. you would go and next day be like, okay, let's go eat breakfast. Yeah, no. For right? sure. Get me some bacon. No, now it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> if I if I have a couple drinks, then before I go to bed, it's like I'll take a couple Tylenol or a couple Aleve or Advil or something. <laughs> Just to make sure that I don't wake up with a with a headache because I can't stand it. 
<laughs> I hate it. Oh man. Uh-huh. So tell me what kind of person are you in terms of parties? Cause I, what cracks me up are the goodbyes. Mm. I think this is one of the funniest things is watching people say goodbye because sometimes it takes them so long. They have to make so rounds, <laughs> then they have to make the second, the third, the fifth rounds. Yeah, I I think I've been all <laughs> different funny. versions of that over life. I've tried to say goodbye to everyone. And then it's, it's you know, you act, you awkwardly say goodbye to some people twice because they're the with other people too, you say like goodbye. The, like the, you know, the, okay, bye everyone. Like, and you're gone. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I, I ended up becoming a Houdini. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to just disappearing. I'll disappear. I'll say goodbye to the host for sure. Thank you for having right. me. And then I'll Houdini yeah. it. It's my favorite thing in the world. I'll say, I'll say goodbye to a couple people that I was really excited to see. Totally. Um, you, you know, had just like to a make connection. sure that the connection is there. But then, yeah, I, I have no problem dipping out and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. You guys yeah. have a good time. Because most of the time, people aren't going to remember that you said bye to them anyway. And then text them the next day. If they're like, hey, I noticed that you left. It's like, oh, yeah, I took off. I didn't want to bother anybody. Right. Yeah. So, But what if it's a smaller gathering? What if it's like eight people? 10 people you can still oh, say, goodbye say to the, to the whole room. group bye yeah. everyone peace out i gotta get yeah. home yeah like yeah, we're leaving i have See no you. issue with that love you all you guys have a good time be safe yeah really no. just yeah goodbye yeah bye what about you randy what are you i like to be the houdini really uh-huh. i i actually i'll tell but you you're the truth. a people pleaser that doesn't work I'm a recovering people pleaser. There we go. Yeah. There's a big distinction. Yeah. Big big distinction. You're right. I mean, this is still in process, right? I'm catching myself all the time, step out of that. But yes, I mean, normally back in the day, I used to just do, you know, buy everyone. But then I got to where, okay, I want to, I want to be personable with everyone. I want to thank them. I want to thank the host. I want to say goodbye. So they don't think something of me. That's really what it was. So it would take me a long time. Now I'm a huge fan of front loading. Like I will literally tell someone when we make plans, I'm good for like 90 minutes. Mm, After 90 minutes, all all bets are off. Got it. I might become overwhelmed. I might be completely done. I might be tired and have to so go you, home. You prep people for the possibility. I, I prep people. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I am the most present person and I will be there for an hour or two. Like, <laughs> and then I'll be there a that, thousand percent for an hour. Yeah. yeah. You get all of me and then you get none. And then I got to go. Yeah. And let me explain this for a moment. I do this because I do have a point. I, I love people. I love conversing with people. But I sort of, you know, it's like when you have a conversation with someone and you're talking, you're talking, but then you get to the point that you feel you want to go. Maybe you're in the market and you have a list, you have things to do, and then, you know, someone's there and you're catching up, but inside you start to feel that, okay, dinner's waiting, I have to get home, the kids have to, you know, you start to feel that pull. Mm -hmm. I feel it's almost a disservice to stay there and stay longer, but be talking in your head going, oh, I really want to go. I really want to go. So I've tried to practice when I have hit my limit to really just go and listen to that. Otherwise I'm there, but I'm, I'm not wanting to be there. And I, that doesn't feel good. 
I totally understand that. I was very much the same way. Like I used to get caught up in conversations with people and then I would feel guilty if I knew I had to go do things. So I would stay longer than I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I've really been trying over the past few years to make a point of talking and connecting with somebody, but then being very in the moment and and saying, Hey, so listen, I got to get going, but it was so good running into you and blah, blah, blah. And let's, you know, let's actually set up a time when we can sit down and we can catch up and do all that to make sure that I get things done because otherwise, um, Otherwise I get stuck in these conversations. I'll, I'll get into conversations with people for hours sometimes at restaurants. Mm, I didn't even know you had a dog. Look at that. That <laughs> is my dog. <laughs> there is making its debut appearance. I was trying to mute. So yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't get that. Pascal was just in the background dreaming. I was like, what is that sound? And right. it was Pascal sleeping under the Christmas tree. Um, he was dreaming, making the all worst. these little sounds. Oh, by the way, I just saw that video of Pascal and Zane. I know kissing each other. Oh yeah. my gosh! Isn't that unreal? It's, it's so like cute. he gets excited to see me when I come in in the mornings, but it's when the puppies come in that he gets really excited, and he'll like point and call them over, and even Daisy, who is sometimes not a nice girl, she will go up and lick his hands and give him kisses, and you know. She just gives him all the love and, and Zane is obsessed with the dogs. He's like, oh, hi, mom. And then plays with the dogs. But um, but today we still have the baby gate in. So he went straight over to the gate because he knew that Pascal was there up on his tiptoes trying to call him over to it. And then they just started cuddling. I was like, What's, so cute. What is that? This is amazing. So um, cute. So th is this Zane's second Christmas? Second yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. A photo just came up on my phone yesterday, the way that iPhone suggests phones, uh, photos to you. And it was like one year ago today. And it was basically him in a Christmas outfit. And, and it was just crazy to me that that's a year ago that I, I have photos of him from a year ago. I know he's 18 months now, but it was just wild. This is his second Christmas and he gets it more now too. Like he's, he loves ripping open presents and playing with toys. Whereas last Christmas he was six months old. It was right. He, what can you get him? A couple of pacifiers, you know, yeah. what's, you know, right. But, um, it's cool. It's really yeah, fun. Yeah. You know how that is, Randy. It's like, it goes so fast the first I few know. years. And then it kind of, I always try and remind Sharon when she's like, Oh my God, it's flying by so fast. It's like, then it kind of gets to a point where it levels out a little bit and it's not quite so crazy, but from, from newborn to like two and a half, three, so much changes and so much happens. They go from being newborns to being little kids with their own personalities and all of that. And you kind of find you're finding the fun and you're finding the nuances and the things that they do. Um, but yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so good during the holidays. It's the best. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, priceless moments, right? It's the best. How many holidays have you both had together? How many Christmases? This. This is our fourth. Fourth. Right? Yeah. This fourth? is our fourth. This is our fourth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So probably very different from the first one. What was your first Christmas together like? Uh, yeah. It was awesome. It was really like, I mean, it was, it's not like we did a whole family thing. Um, Christmases for me over the years have been, uh, they varied from being on my own or being with a group of people or, you know, I haven't lived in Australia for a long time. Um, but this, that year it was, 
And I hadn't put up a tree in my house for a decade. Like it was all these things. And then I was with Bri and we went to. Well, wait, 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 wait. I have to know when you say it was all these things. There was so much in that. What what were all the things that prevented you from putting up a tree or celebrating? Touring, traveling, you know, it was it was always not because I emotionally didn't want to. I love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas. My childhood memories of Christmas are magical. But then. Mm. I was touring for such a long time for like six years and then living in the States. Oh no, I did put up Christmas trees with um, an ex-boyfriend of, did we? I don't even actually think we put up Christmas trees. I have no memory of it, to be honest with you. It was just, we'd go somewhere for Christmas. No memory before Brian. It's, it's, it's blocked <laughs> nothing out. Nothing existed right. before him. Really. <laughs> right. yes. It was nothing before him. So we're, I'm with Bri and we go, first of all, he introduces me to the greatest Christmas store of all time. And oh, Christmas is my favorite holiday ever. Which is what? It's called Aldick. And it's, it's called what? I know, right? Yeah. So he was Dick. like, we're going to Aldick. Ald- I was like, Aldick Home. It's on, it's on Sepulveda out here in Los Angeles. Aldick. A-L-D-I-K. Yeah. Aldick Home. It's called. Okay. Aldick. And okay. what they normally do is. It's not two words, Randy. It's not Aldick's. <laughs> they make and sell um, imitation like flowers and things to put in your home that, that last all year. But like unreal ones. That During the holidays, they have a Christmas tree lot that is literally, it is. The, the like 50 different versions of trees, different types of trees, but they're all fake. designed off real trees, you know, Virginia and fir. ornaments. And, and it's like going, it's like going to Santa's house for Christmas every year. The, so I took yeah. her to that. I walked in there. So this is still COVID time. We had to wait in a line to get in. I'm like, where's the Christmas store? What are we? And then once we got in there, it was, it was, yeah, like being in Santa's workshop. It was unbelievable. It's magical. magical. Yeah. So we chose a tree together. And these trees are, are beautiful. And we took it back uh, to his place and we bought all of these decorations. Like, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars worth of thousands of dollars worth of decorations, crazy stuff. And we decorated it together. And I was sitting there uh, on the couch looking at this tree that we decorated together, knowing at this point that I was in love with this man, even though we weren't saying this to each other. Um, and just really starting to feel this magic of Christmas again. It reminded me of being a kid decorating a Christmas tree, something that I hadn't done in such a long time and certainly hadn't done with people that um, I loved. And it made me emotional. And that was our first Christmas. And it's not like I spent it with the kids. That was like the beautiful moment, you know, and then yeah, uh, it felt really, really special. And it felt like the beginning of something. And thank God I was right. <laughs> it was the beginning of something. <laughs> And now Christmas is chaos. Now yeah, it's right, now we can't right. even get to decorating the tree. Like it's not decorated because it's such a moment for me. So he and I are trying to like have this, it's not just rushing to get it together. I love our moment of decorating a tree. It, it resembles that first Christmas together for me. An and event. we just have not had time because, yeah. you know, kids, you chaos. music, you go through the things. It's like, yeah, you, have a glass of wine. Yeah. You make it a special moment to me. You don't just yeah. like throw decorations on. It's like, Oh, okay. We're going to spend the next 45 to an hour just pacing back and forth and looking at it and being yeah. together and hearing the Christmas music. And, and yeah. to, it's... But now it's the middle of December. and <laughs> Right, right. Now there's three things on the tree. It needs a little coat of some but, sort. Okay, it's getting five cold. Five things, first of okay. all. There might be five things. There's <laughs> presents under there, though. We've taken <laughs> care are. of that. Like a lot of the kids' presents from us are under the tree. We made, we made a point this year of wrapping things as we got them. So we don't then spend the entire night before Christmas feverishly wrapping like in the Christmas hack. 
Christmas oh. hack alert. Christmas hack. Yeah. Yes. It's let, it's made such a huge difference. Like uh, just yeah. like as we acquire things, you wrap it, put it under the tree. So then the kids start seeing this, the, you know, these presents sort of amassing and growing and it's, yes. it's building the excitement of it. And mm-hmm. then for us, you don't have that stress the night before of like, oh, got to do all the stuff now that I haven't done. Right. Yes. Which I, we normally we, do. We've been doing that too. The only downside of that is what you said. Then my girls are like, counting <laughs> is there anything new coming because yeah, i i just see it. the same things that but i've seen but yeah, there's yeah. also we we also um we we make a point of letting the kids know and, and you know remember that there are santa presents coming as well so mm-hmm. that you know it evens out things sometimes can yes. i share with you a really cool santa video that i saw that i want to once zane is a little older and also the older kids are old enough to know more about Santa. It was this video where this mum started a new tradition and the little kids are allowed to sneak downstairs and catch Santa putting presents under the tree. And they can't go over and speak to him, but they would just peek around the corner and see Santa putting presents under the tree. And I was like, that is amazing. Like that, that adding that magic every year where they get to sneak down and actually peep them, whether it's grandpa or dad or someone has a santa suit on and they're putting can't presents interact under with the tree yeah was you great. can't interact with them you got to be quiet because it's part of the magic and i thought that is such a beautiful thing i can't wait i want to do that i want to put brian in a santa suit <laughs> when we can and he can put presents under the tree so i mean it's so magical and so special to have those memories and those moments of seeing that and what flashed in my head was and then at what point, because when kids are different ages, you can't do this, but at like at some point, is there a reveal? Is there like a hint of reveal? To show that yeah. it's daddy instead? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know how question. to have that conversation. I, yeah. I said I don't to Bri- think that's a conversation that you have. I think kids uh, sort of figure it out. it out at school with their friends and all of that. But it's still a conversation because they bring it home to you, don't they? So I think our 11-year-old knows. I do. I think Cash, Noah. Cash never came home ever and said to me, "Hey, so I don't believe in Santa anymore." Like with friends, I think. How did that go? What happened? When did you stop doing the Santa list? I. I want to say when he was around like thirteen or so. He just didn't. Oh, want I was to... much younger than thirteen. Were you? Yeah. I'd have yeah, to I ask think, mom, I think it, but I don't. I think at that point he just it was. I think you just like as a parent, you like you are right now with Noah, you just instinctually know. Right. You know, I think the important thing is to get the older kids on, uh, like get in on the game plan of it, of with like, the listen, kids. the younger ones, this is still magic form. So you can now be a part of making the magic of that experience. Mm. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration 
and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When did you do it, Randy? Because your girls are older. How did you handle that? I I felt like I had no choice because <laughs> they were hearing bits and pieces at school. Right. Inevitable. And so and look, I never wanted to make it about Santa. We worked really hard to set up traditions and really make it more almost pagan in a way by celebrating the light 
of the season in, mm-hmm. in the darkness, right? The days are darker. So we are bringing light. We are bringing song. We're bringing ceremony and festival and tradition. And let's, let's sit and be grateful. And instead of opening gifts, we would open one gift or two gifts in the moment that they'd start to reach for another, like what's next. We would go have a little bite to eat, or we would go in our Christmas pajamas and suit up and go outside, whether it was raining or snowing or just cold, again, to make it more about the the meaning and the specialness versus the, the gifts and Santa, but you can't mm. escape it. It was wild to try and get out of the mainstream. We'd be walking on the street and... People would go, oh, hi. So what did you get from Santa? Right. And it was like, ah, oh, we, we can't really escape this. So we, we did end up doing the Santa thing. We, we tried to go light. And then it started coming in. They started hearing things from school and they were questioning. So a couple times they asked me, is Santa real? But they would kind of, they would say it. And then I would somehow not answer and they wouldn't press me. So what that told me was they weren't ready. They weren't ready. They, they were thinking about it. It was living Mm -hmm. inside them, Mm. but they weren't ready to fully hear the answer. And then, and they were kind of young. I mean, I think it was like, I was still giving them a bath. So they were both in the bath. And one night, you know, my wife's downstairs, I'm giving them a bath and I'm pouring water on them. And they look at me big eyed and they said, is Santa real? Tell us the truth. Ooh. And my heart starts beating fast because I wasn't prepared. And I just took a deep breath. And I sat and I looked at them and I knew this, this was the moment of truth. They're, they're asking me. And I vowed I really don't ever consciously want to lie to them. Mm-hmm. So if they ask me, mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel betrayed, right? I said, you know how we talk about fairies and gnomes and Santa? I said, this is all based on people who have existed. I said, the I, I I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like, "The magic and the specialness of Christmas is in all of the things that we do. It's it's not in just Santa." And I said, "Santa has helpers, and mm-hmm. we have played the role of Santa because as parents, we love you so much that we want to create." something really special for you. And so there's help. And I, I, I said it more eloquently, but it was a way where I felt that I could talk about it, but it was more about the parents' love for the children and why they do this versus here's this magical character that we've been propping up mm. that's a lie that doesn't exist because I do feel, I mean, I've talked to people over the years, clients and whatnot. Some people could care less. Some people were like that moment that I found out that Santa wasn't real. It was, it was really hard for me. It was like a, a moment of betrayal. So I wanted to make sure that it became more about the parents and the love for the parents 
than it was about like this guy with a beard. Mm. Mm. I get that. So it seemed to work. They were. That's a really good one. I I felt like they weren't that let down. Now they had a lot of questions. Yeah, sure. (laughs) They were like the the hooves or the hooves, however you say that, of the reindeer. Were those not reindeer? I was like, that was Uncle Tavy. He sat <laughs> yeah. and he drew. So that's what was cool is then when they started having questions and their on the mind was it. going, because the idea, and again, I'm not saying this is like the greatest way to do it. This is just what worked. The idea was look at all the care and the consideration and the planning and the fun and the creativity that right. went into doing this for you to make this special. Yeah. Yeah. I like the approach. Yeah, I think that's important to like really help kids connect with the magic of the magic of the holidays and Christmas, which is Santa and the story of him is part of that magic. And it's like, we as parents take on the job lovingly of wanting to keep that magic alive as long Mm -hmm. as possible, because it's Mm -hmm. fun. It's an, it's, it's such a fun experience for kids of like, Oh, did the elves move? And oh, I think I saw snow and I heard, I think I heard something on the roof and all those things. And it's like, man, as parents, you kind of get to be the puppeteers behind the scenes, like sort of making sure that the magic is there and it's intact. And you're, you're constantly on your toes in this situation because it's like things come up of like, you know, what's with all the Santas at the malls? Like there's a Santa at every mall. We went to three today. So how, and so then you're like, oh, well, those people just know Santa. And so they work right. and they represent him and that, you know, but it's not actually him. So you're constantly like trying to keep the magic alive and keep the story going. It's explaining that concept of like, oh, it's done out of love. It's not that I'm just sitting and trying to lie to you to make something easier for me. It is just in creating this magic, this is part of this story and this is what the parents are doing. Um, mm. But mm-hmm. that's a, that's an amazing way, Randy. Amazing way. I love that. And I think it's going to also help with keeping them excited to then keep the magic going for Zane. You know, yeah. when that comes yes. around, they get to be in on it and creating that yeah. magic for someone. Um, I think they're going to love that when the time Absolutely. comes to. Yeah, they'll have that care and the consideration yeah. of. Because like, the three older ones, they're this? all in school now. So I've, you know, unfortunately, I think they're all kind of going to figure it out pretty close together because they're with each other all the time. Yeah. Zane is young enough. There's a big enough age difference where I think that they'll really be on board with. The, with helping yeah. us create the magic for him, for, for Zane, and they'll make it really special. Can we talk Absolutely. about the stress of elves, of the elf on the oh, shelf? Geez. Oh, Dear I don't God. do the elf on the shelf. I oh haven't touched God, that one. Randy. I let that one fly right by. <laughs> it is the worst thing invented for parents. Like you, you forget to move the elves and you're like fucking freaking out. Like there's not enough, like there's not enough work as it is. Like I now have to think about every night when they fall asleep, like We'll be in bed laying down, you know, teeth brushed, whatever. And suddenly you're like, we didn't move the elves. You know, you're like, you got to run down and move them. Then you got to think of something creative, like not just shifting the room. And then now, because we have a toddler running around, the stress, the stress when Zane has touched the elf. Now there's sprinkles of cinnamon all over the house because cinnamon brings them back to life. Like it is just these elves are the bane of my I've never hated cinnamon so much. Like I've never hated it. Well, I've I've never loved of cinnamon, cinnamon up until but now, now. Yeah. Now I'm really mad at cinnamon and it's yeah. just 
It's just too much. And I thought it was going to be really fun. I was so excited about it at the start of this, you know, this season. Um, and of course we got sent a massive box full of all the things. I was like, look at all the cute outfits and all the stuff we can do. Oh, I Elf don't on care. the shelf, they sent us all the, the outfits and the and the backgrounds and the things and the signs and the chairs they can be sitting in the next day. Yeah. And it's a whole it's really cute for thing. like once. Right. Right. And I saw on Instagram, it came up on my feed, one person that and I sent this to Sharna. Uh, someone that took a picture of it was like chicken bones oh with God. an elf hat and it said something like the elf was delicious thanks for everything <laughs> and it was literally like the skeletal remains of an elf yeah like it was brutal ketchup uh, around him whatever on a plate and just an elf hat it was really could you imagine how brutal. mortified the kids would be <laughs> if oh, you they think that they that you ate the elf <laughs> completely scarring that's just to bring it all home and then go, and Santa's not real. Oh, it was me who ate the elf. That. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. Just, just a way to traumatize your kids. Whoever you know? it was that made that post on Instagram, bravo to you. Bravo. Well done. Oh, so well done. Yeah. I think one thing we should cover before we end today's episode is the pressure, right? You're talking about Elf on the Shelf and just the pressure of it all. And I think, you know, we touched on this last time. People are feeling so much pressure around holiday season, holiday time to to show up, to not show up, to get the right gift, financial pressure. Maybe there was something that was hard around the holiday times and they're feeling that. So I think, you know, the word that comes up around holidays is boundaries. Like how can you set proper boundaries for yourself so that this holiday season can be more enjoyable for you. It doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be the most wonderful because that's a high expectation to set. But how can you make this the best that it can be for you this year? Brian mm -hmm. Charna, go. We can all sort of add to the pot here. How do you add boundaries? I don't even know if I've figured that out. I, I think deciding how much of yourself you have to give to other people, how much time you have to give, you know, when it comes to RSVPing to things or, you know, just being there for other people, you, there's just so much going on. So I think taking stock of what your December is, what you have to get done, prioritize what means the most, and then see what time you do have left where you can maybe go to a party here or um, do extra things there. But I think taking stock of your time, and having putting up boundaries with your time is really, really important because I feel we can run ourselves ragged in December, especially, yeah, I would say, especially as parents, because I haven't known tired like before, before this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I understand what parents have been talking about. So managing your time, I think, is a really good one, a really important one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brian, I think it's good to um, just give yourself give yourself room to be human within all of it. You, you know, you want to, you want to do everything, but at the end of the day, you're a human being and you, you get tired and there just things come up and allowing yourself, giving yourself a little grace, understanding that it's, that it's okay that you couldn't do everything that you thought of doing. And what you did is enough. Yes. Randy. Yeah, Randy, finish it out. Well, I think the holidays are usually a time that is ripe with conversations. And mm -hmm. 
you know, old family conversations where it's like, I know that so-and-so is going to end up talking about this and it's going to ruffle some feathers. Totally. And, you know, while you can't stop people from doing what they're going to do when it comes to you, you have full agency to say, uh, you know, tonight, I don't want any comments to be made about my food habits or about my weight political beliefs political beliefs yeah. right like if 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 there are no go zones for you it is completely okay to say tonight that's a no fly zone yeah what what tonight is for me is connecting with all of you and being here and enjoying that and if we go there, it's not going to be enjoyable. Mm. And, you know, that that's really important because a lot of times what I hear from people after is, well, so-and-so said this and I felt crushed and, you know, it just made me feel so bad about myself or you know, the same thing happened that always happens. So I think it's okay yeah. to set up these right. boundaries because it also helps people to not go into those places because it probably ends up not being enjoyable for uh, for a lot of people. So the same so the same way that people say uh, leave your shoes at the door, we we don't want shoes in our house. It's like you you kind of have your exactly. list of things ahead of time. So it's like, hey, let's just make this a fun thing. Let's not bring up any of this stuff. Let's not have any political discussions. Let's not have any of those things. Let's make this as enjoyable an experience as possible. Mm -hmm. Yes, especially we talked about front loading especially yeah. if you say that ahead of time because mm -hmm. there's no energy on it everyone right. is more neutral right. when someone starts talking about a subject and then you stand up in the middle of it and you're like hey can we not talk about this right now totally yeah yeah i like, know it's my sure. house and i'm talking right. about yeah. anything well that we're I in want. this now and everybody's already got like they're heated because of the discussion and their you know emotions involved and all of that if you cut it if you cut that tree down before people even get to it then they never get to it. It's it's a good exactly. Thing. I have good a I have a question for you on boundaries with um like if you go to parties with your kids because your kids don't really eat sugar right and mm -hmm. I mean the holiday food is it's not really diet aligned oh, with anything. Yeah. So yeah. how do you navigate that both like for yourself in your choices but also for your kids who are probably more like but why can't I eat the cake you know or two pieces? That's a good question. So for me, it's much easier for me because the way I eat is is just the way I eat, right? right? So I could choose to say, oh, I'm gonna have a little bit of that if I want, but normally right. I I don't. That's just right. how I do it. For the kids, it's hard because when they see everyone doing it, mm -hmm. they want to be included. And as they get older, it's not as easy to say, well. We just don't do that. So we are navigating. And it, like you said, it's a case by case basis. Sometimes, you know, so they have a little bit of that fine. Or I say, you know what, we're, we're not going to do that here, but we're going to have this thing that I baked later. So let's just wait for that. Mm. And it's really hard to say no in those moments when they're like, I just want the ice cream, I just want that pie. And if for us, it's a no, you know, that can be difficult, but you have to know going in again, walk in being clear, knowing, because if you tell the kids ahead of time, it's like the playground, kids don't want to leave a playground. 
ever. Right. right. Unless right. you say like, Hey, right. we're, we, we only have a half an hour. So exactly. So if you right. say, Hey, we're going to play here for 30 minutes, we're going to have a great time. And at 30 minutes, that's all the time we have. When I ask you to go, we are going to leave because that's all the time we have. Don't ask for more time because I can't stretch it out. That is our time limit. They know going in, when you say it's time to go, it's time mm -hmm. to go. So it's, it's less hard to navigate it. If you, so you do the same thing with diet, same thing with diet and food on that note, <laughs> on that note, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This has been fun. Just love the people around mm -hmm. you. This is a great time of year to do that. Tell the people around you how much you love them. Laugh, smile, share amazing stories. That's what we're going to do. And then uh, we'll be back next week to share more stories and, and follow up on some things that week. we've, that we've discussed. Yeah. Yes. And give you a little bit of an update on, uh, on oldish sort of an update for the, for the yeah. new year. Yeah. Some yeah. of the things that we have coming down the pipeline for you. Yeah. yeah. That we've been talking about very exciting stuff coming soon. So thank you everyone for listening. Have a good week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, you guys are amazing. Make sure you guys go and follow us on Instagram at, at oldishpod. And you can also go and leave us a message at our own hotline, which is 855-OLDISH-3. Make sure and write us a review. Leave us five stars if you loved it. Leave us five stars if you didn't. We it love helps. five stars. <laughs> we love five stars. Yeah, we like five stars. Time. Yeah. See you all next right. week. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week, everyone. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.